0: This is The Antidote on 92.7 FM. And the antidote has another night of hardcore, but hardcore with an atmospheric melodic edge. Our opening track comes from Prepared Like a Bride, who recently came through Canada on their first North American tour. Lead vocalist Ryan Bowles sat down with me prior to their show in Belleville to chat about Prepared Like a Bride's music. So Ryan and I had a really great chance to talk about all things hardcore, what he thought of Canadian winters, and how a family tragedy influence prepared Like a Bride's newest album, Overcomer. We also look at how the sound of the band has progressed from their debut album, A Dangerous Journey, to the music that they're making now. Well, One of those debut songs is The Interpreter's House. Enjoy. from the land down under prepared like a bride is visiting with the antidote ryan balls of the band is here with us ryan thanks man for coming in no thank you
1: very much it's cool
0: i gotta ask though are you guys like totally nuts because i mean you've left the summer weather mm. from australia to come to canada at this time of year so what about the cold weather is it bugging you
1: uh none of us had ever seen really snowfall you know we're just driving down the road and there was snow falling so that for us was the first time we'd ever come across this sort of weather so it's cold it's very cold i mean we got out at new york and it was well below zero it was around negative two when Mm -hmm. we first got out and that shook us right to the bone then we sort of got used to it and put on more clothing but it's reached about negative 10 negative 12 so far yeah and that's cold for us when it's 40 degrees back home
0: Uh, at least you weren't here last winter with like minus 38s and i don't think i'd want to be here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you got to give us some background of Prepared Like a Bride. So where in Australia are you from, and when did the band first get together?
1: We're from the Gold Coast, which is nearly the most eastern point. Um, Byron Bay is below us, and Brisbane is above us. Mm-hmm. And um, we get the tropical weather, so we grow a lot of um, tropical fruits um, and a lot of coffee and different things like that that thrive off the humidity. And we formed in 2009 um, through basically school friends and church friends are both interlocked we all went to the same school and we all went to the same church as well you know back in the day we've had a few member changes since then it's been five years so it's changed over the years etc but we're all still from the gold coast
0: from prepared like a bride and now more of our talk with ryan not a big tour right now you're doing all of north america
1: yeah for us it's been a, it's all of our first time um to north america and it's one of the guys first time international ever um our photographer so it's been a big journey and to be honest we wouldn't want it any other way doing the whole you know, the whole thing, because we wanted to see every single part that we possibly could take in. And it's been amazing.
0: So why North America? And why now?
1: Mm, I guess the opportunity um, arose basically from touring our home country a lot. We met up with Gideon and just became friends with those guys when they were over. And Daniel from Gideon, um, you know, brought up the idea of bringing us out here. And so, yeah, we're here now.
0: Here's a curiosity (laughs) question. Do you see the hardcore scene as being universal or are there really differences between australian
1: and north america oh no it's universal it's, yeah yeah when it comes down to it it's universal um the only thing that differs really are the t-shirts people wear and the style of moshing that they do really yeah. and how does the moshing change mm, even within our own country as you start to go south where we travel the it changes by the way you know by the either the aggression of, you know, the kids that come out, um or whether, you know, the style that they do is cool or hip or whatever. And same thing over here I've noticed. It's very different in the different cities in America and, and France. Oh not France. <laughs> like the you know, the, the French Montreal. French Canadian. Yeah, French Canadian. <laughs> it's it's been um it's been cool to see. I love seeing it. So many different styles, you know, but at, at the same time the universal factor is that everyone's there for the same music. So tell about describing the other bands that you're on tour with right now. Uh, Darkness Divided, They we've been calling them a bunch of Mexicans because they're, they're down close to the, the border in Texas sort of thing. Um, they've basically taken care of us from day one on the tour mm. by chucking us in their van, um, loading up all of our gear, etc. And um, they've been just amazing guys. They've hooked up places to stay all around the country. Um, and just made it work and they're incredible musicians um they're on victory records <laughs> and um yeah, it's been a lot of fun touring with those guys uh illuminate me from florida they had to pull off the tour um halfway through due to just financial you know struggles it's obviously it's tough being in a band sometimes um none of us are rock stars and get paid
0: to, And that's why you the potato chips for me.
1: dinner that's why i've got a bowl of potato chips right here in front of me um <laughs> And they're nicely flavoured, so it feels like I'm eating a meal. It just doesn't make that same, you know, feeling in my stomach. But Illuminate uh, Media, Florida, and they're were, they were a very experimental, trashy, thrashy um, sort of rock band, and they were a lot of fun. Obviously, they had to pull off. And then Colossus from South Dakota, um, legendary bunch of guys as well. They've also, they've also been helping us out along the way as well, because we don't know anyone over here, so.
0: Cool. It's nice to have the contacts.
1: And they're heavy. They're a heavy band.
0: song, The Slow of Despond, which is a reference to Bunyan's A Pilgrim's Progress. Well, into your own music, I mean, Prepared Like a Bride Put Out, an EP, A Dangerous Journey, in 2012. Mm -hmm. What was happening with the band between 09 and that release? Mm.
1: Well, that's three years, um, or technically sort of two in a bit. We played our first show in August 09. And A Dangerous Journey came out September 2012. So I guess it's sort of two and a bit years. Um, from when we started to then, it was um, just a do-it-yourself mentality for our band. Um, we had nobody helping us out, no leg up, um, no handouts. Um, from the very start, I booked all of our shows back home. Um, the band, we recorded uh, ourselves, we didn't have any, you know, sort of, producers or anything like that. We we did everything from the ground up, and we just started playing shows, and from that we started making friends with other bands in other states, and we started to venture out further and further. So that was the first two years of the band. Um, then we picked up our manager and booking agent, Matt Leost, um, and then he set forth a plan of action from there, which is where we got to with A Dangerous Journey. So in that year, we f- toured with A Plea for Purging from the states, and then uh, on the back of the EP, we toured with Impending Doom as well. Wow. So that's what... Heavy hitters. Yeah, that's what sort of kick-started the band from that EP onwards.
0: Your first full-length Overcomer came out in February. Compared to A Dangerous Journey, it's like Prepared Like a Bride reinvented the band. I mean, it's a really different sound than the EP.
1: Yep, yeah, that's 100% correct. Um, I guess the difference was we just learned a lot and matured. Um, I think, you know, prior to Overcomer, we'd released A Dangerous Journey and a previous EP before that. Um, and that whole time, you know, being in a band for one is an experience, but learning about yourself, learning about what you actually enjoy in the music you play, and also learning about your fan base and the people that, um, like your music and what they want to hear, etc., um, is a huge, it's a huge thing to do. So, between A Dangerous Journey and Overcomer, we, just refined how we wanted to sound, um, the, the sort of message we wanted to put forward, and then yeah, we, we worked with a really, really cool team of people that um, helped us out with that album, and what you hear is Overcomer. <laughs>
0: brought up the point about your sound you're talking about playing it for yourself playing what you like to play Mm -hmm. playing for your fans Mm -hmm. where's the dividing line
1: yeah that's that's the difference that makes or breaks a band really i guess um we were speaking about it just today um you know writing music that you're happy with and enjoy playing enjoy listening to but then also finding that line where it's uh, interactive with the crowd and it's um, catchy and it's memorable mm-hmm. um, and it's still heavy and it's still melodic and it's still atmospheric um, and you know I guess you know when you're there, you basically just know when you're there um, and you know when you're not there I think and once you get to that maturity level um, it's taken us, you know, it's taken us five years almost, we, we feel like we're in the groove now
0: Ryan from Prepared Like a Bride is here with The Antidote Blood red is the opening song on The Overcomer. And the lyrics say this life will be blood red when I'm dead and gone. But what was it that drove you to write that song?
1: To sum up the song in a single word is basically equality. Um and, and we've seen, you know, too many bands come and go standing on stage um, and treating people terribly, you know, and looking down upon them and et, cetera, et cetera et cetera. And we wanted to release a song that was the first um you know, song that we released off the album, We wanted to release that to let people know that, um, you know, we see eye to eye with people. We're not here to judge people, um, or or feel that we have any more um rights to them just because we're in a band, etc, etc. Um and so that's basically the statement that song's making and when it comes to it at the end of the day the chorus says we bleed the same blood and we cry the same tears and you know, you cut any person open and it's all the same inside, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so that's what that song means, yeah flood red.
0: to consider overcomer as being a really personal album for you you know especially the title track yeah but was recording overcomer a process for you dealing
1: with your grief over your father's death yes definitely that was the toughest song to track um, for myself i mean i'm not sure how the other guys felt themselves personally obviously they were you know we'd been very close friends for a long time so they would have you know felt the weight of it as well. that was the last song that we wrote for the album, and also we knew that we wanted that song to be the single off the album as well, obviously mm-hmm. being the title track so all of those pressures on top of that added to that song being um, difficult but so relieving once we had that finished a hundred percent because I wondered how it would be when you're in the studio preparing that song. Yeah, it was heavy. It was really heavy. Um, I had the lyrics. I mean, I don't consider them lyrics. Um, you know, after my dad's death, um, you know, in the moments and minutes and hours and days of that, that period, I was mm-hmm. just writing things in my phone and every thought, you know, I was having dreams and all sorts of things. And I'd wake up in the middle of the night or I'd be out, um, in the car with family or friends or something like that. And I'd be, I'd have these thoughts come my way and I'd just jot them down in my phone. So when it came time for the album, I didn't know that those thoughts, etc., would be used on the album, but when I looked over them, it was just natural to then want to use them because that's just how my brain was working. So that's how it turned out to be such an honest and, um, I guess, heart-bearing song. Gold Coast Ground, good morning. Trinidad Hotel, Bravo, Bravo, 2POV.
2: Charlie, for Lismore, request taxi and airways clearance. Hotel Bravo Bravo, Gold Coast Ground, cleared to runway 14, cross 17, track to Lismore at 5,000 feet, squawk 1735. Cleared to runway
1: 14, cross 17, track to Lismore at 5,000 feet, squawk 1735, hotel Bravo
2: Bravo. Hotel Bravo Bravo is ready. Hotel Bravo Bravo, line up and hold. Hotel Bravo Bravo, cleared for takeoff. Make right turn and track directly more west, 5,000 feet.
0: from Prepared Like a Bride, nine, eleven, twelve, with the control tower recording of Ryan's father's plane and the absolutely awesome title track, Overcomer. But does not 1955 and Alone mm-hmm. also deal with that same thing? Definitely.
1: Um, Alone was also some of the lyrics uh, or some of the notes that I'd taken down uh, in the moments and sort of hours after um, we found out everything, and 1955, those lyrics were actually written quite late in the process while we were recording. Mm. Um, that was a more reflectional song, and the time that I wrote them, we were actually at a friend's house that we were staying with, and it was a quiet period, and, yeah, I was just reflecting over what, you know, my family meant to me. How do you find fans of Prepared
0: Like a Bride reacting to these songs? It's
1: been incredible. Um australia has been so good to us and and new zealand as well because we've toured both those countries multiple times um and you know because we've done so we don't consider people as fans back home you know they've really become family around the country um so the reaction has been it was incredibly overwhelming when we first dropped the album um coming to america and canada it's been incredible once once again to think that anybody would have even heard our band let alone come to one of these shows and sing along um and the four of us that are touring it's been crazy we finish the show and we look at each other in amazement because people were singing along to every single song um and for us that's mind-blowing that's a big pound at the back yeah it's (laughs) all we could have ever asked for and more Pitching Mind Mates, it's Ryan here from Prepared Like a Bride from Australia, and you're listening to The Antidote with Dave Hawkins.
0: carrying on on another one of the songs on the album because the album also focuses on soul searching mm-hmm. I mean Silent Fear obviously mm. speaks about fear you know what the lyrics saying the fear of fear is what confines us mm. but what changes a person to break from that
1: uh, I can speak from personal experience that um, yeah those moments when you are fearful of things you won't act the same way you would in a state of confidence and boldness um, and so when you don't have that, you're in a state of fear. You're either in fear of something or you're not. And if you're not, your sensation is total freedom um, to do what you want or be who you want to be or achieve the things you want to achieve. Mm. And so um, I've seen it. I've had to deal with it. And I'm, everyone has to deal with their own fear in their lives, whatever it may be. Um, and for me personally, you know, breaking through those molds to show people that I guess, you know, we shouldn't let fear confine us. Um some, yeah, it was just a, something that I, I dealt with personally. With the culmination of the album,
0: were you trying to leave some particular form of impact on the listeners to the album?
1: I guess, yeah. didn't, I guess, initially try and write the most impacting thing. You know, we wanted all our songs to have a message. That's that's the way we roll. Um, and we wanted that to be positive and, I guess, inspire hope with the album. Um yeah I can't explain the way it came out, but they're the songs that you know we'd written and put together, and they ended up where they are for a reason, I guess. america yeah this is it you're what halfway through well technically this will be the third last show so after this we've got two shows in um michigan michigan's the state yeah michigan's the state so we've got two shows in michigan um after that we've got about six days before we fly home and we've made friends with the band silent planet from california we hung out with them um for a a few shows at the start of tour um they've become you know just like the other bands as well crazy good buddies um and they've helped us out with us back on a few of their shows on the way back to california so we'll be heading after michigan down to texas albuquerque and back to california so we've got about six or seven shows left
0: and what's been the biggest highlight, besides speaking with the
1: antidote, of course, yeah, what's been the yeah.
0: biggest highlight of the tour?
1: Oh, nothing can top that. Nothing can top that at all. Um, what has been the biggest highlight? When we touched down in California, that was a cool moment. Um, just being, in, being at LAX, you know, every reference that we've ever based off America was from the movies, you know, that we've seen our whole life. So touching down in LAX was cool. Um, grabbing in and out Burger... That was the first food that we ate. Um, we all got tattooed in Riverside, California, by a guy that I'd been following for a long time. That was a highlight. Um, New York was a huge eye-opener, um, special moment for all of us, I guess. Um, crossing the border into Canada. These are all things mm-hmm. that have stuck out to us, really. And trying all the foods around the country and meeting the people. It's been been awesome. <laughs> Being um, misunderstood many a time for being Australian. That's been a highlight as well. Being misunderstood. How do they misunderstand? Well, we'll, we'll roll into a food, you know, takeaway shop or a restaurant or a coffee shop and we'll ask for what we want, you know, we'll make an order, etc. And we'll be asked, excuse me, or what was that? And we'll have to repeat it once or twice or three times or slow it down um, or, you know, use the right the right terminology out here we're canadian we're a little slow well i wasn't referring to the canadians so (laughs) i better not i better not you know while we're we're talking
0: don't worry i'm not going to get you into any trouble cool a short, sweet track from Prepared Like a Bride's new album, Overcomer. The band had an awesome show in Belleville where I met up with them, and if you missed it, you may just have to grab a flight to Australia, because I mean, everybody enjoys a 24-hour flight. But seriously, I hope they do come back for another tour, and that's bound to happen since I introduced Ryan to the joy of coffee from Tim Hortons, and everybody knows how addictive that can be. But if you want to check out Prepared Like a Bride, you can find them at Facebook.com backslash P-L-A-B-Official. Next week, The Antidote speaks with Eric Collins. And if you don't recognize the name, you'll probably recognize the bands he's fronted. Denison Mars, The Dark Romantics, and now as Mr. E-N-C. And it's really incredible to see the different styles of music he's produced over the past 15 years. So you got to tune in for our feature on his music next week. We finish with a final song from Prepared Like a Bride, 2 a.m., and we'll see you next week. The Antidote has been speaking with Ryan of Prepared Like a Bride. Ryan, it's been just great having you on The Antidote.
1: Really appreciate this conversation. Thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure.
0: So have an awesome show tonight, and have a great balance of the tour. Thank you. I appreciate it.